Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody out there. It's Positively Wrestling. I, of course, am Tim Kennard, and joining me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the million-dollar team to my dream team, Stephen Davidson. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing okay. I've got my stopwatch out. I'm ready to time the semifinals in the Queen's Quest tournament this week. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we definitely gonna be talking about that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that might be the uh the the biggest part of our show when we it might that be the biggest part of our show i'm gonna tell you we're positively wrestling but there's gonna be some salt thrown today so. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure some serious salt but uh we'll get to that we'll get to that um uh otherwise good week going for you there bud yeah yeah pretty uh pretty typical week i think no, nothing bad nothing uh to write home about really but uh and who writes home who writes yeah, i mean who sends physical letters anymore yeah yeah i, I mean I, I most people don't even read anymore that's so true. why bother writing this is true don't even need the internet uh, <laughs> it'll speak to you there, there's a button just videos now yeah <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's get into the show here. Thank you for joining us, everybody. Uh, of course, uh, real quick at the top, in case you uh, missed last week's show or this is your first time tuning in, um, you know, next week is our last regular show. Mm-hmm. Our last uh, show the way that you've known it so far. Yes, in our current format. Then after that, we will be changing uh, to Positively Wrestling Evolved. And by the way, thanks to Mark for that name. I, yes. I meant to give him a, a shout out last week and we just got to talking and I realized after we stopped recording that I didn't do it. So my friend Mark uh, came up with that name. And so uh, thank you for that, Mark. It's a good one. We like it clearly because we're running with it. Yes, yes, most definitely. And we've got some uh, some good things uh, planned for the new show, some new segments, content. It's going to be fun. Uh, so stay tuned for all of that info. Uh, we'll have uh, even more next week as we preview what's going to be happening with the changeover but uh let's get into our regular show and we've got our three count our 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 long-running segment and uh this week was my challenge and it was your three favorite survivor series teams you know kind of plain and simple not your three favorite matches necessarily these don't this team didn't have to have a good match it just needs to be your favorite teams for whatever reason you know just keep it loose, keep it fun. Since we will have switched over by the time we get to Survivor Series, I figured we'll go ahead and do this. Get it out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. It's next month. It's not that far away. Oh, yeah. Not too far away. Not too far yeah. away. But uh, I guess you're up first there, buddy. All right. Man, this was hard. There are a lot of good teams I had to leave off. Some yeah. teams that I, I wouldn't have thought I would have left off. Um, but my number three, I'm going to 1993. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So they weren't doing five on five. They were doing four on four. Yep. Yep. At this at this point. But uh I I still look at this team and I'm like, holy crap, what a great team it was when we had Marty Janetti 
the one, two, three kid, yep. Razor Ramon, and the oh, Macho God. Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. All on one team. I love all four of those guys, uh, especially during that time. That was kind of like, well, it's not when Macho Man was my very favorite. I liked him most around 88, 89. But the other three, they were at their peak in, in my mind. And uh, I just... I was so into that team. I loved everybody on that team. I still love everybody on that team, at least as performers. Marty has problems. Um, But uh, man, four of my favorites at the time, all on one team. And uh, they won too. So, hey. Yeah. That's who they face. They were against uh, Adam Bomb and Diesel, Uh IRS, and Rick Martell. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun. Fun, yeah, fun, fun mid card match. Yes, I agree. That I mean, what a team though. I mean, is that when they were called the bad guys, or was that another Razor team? Mm, it was that was another Razor team. Okay. That was the that was ninety five. Which, funnily enough, though, in that I believe uh, he also faced the team that Diesel was on. Yes, and I think in that one, Diesel's team was the Teamsters. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man, when they used to have the names, that was when it was really fun with Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that that year, Razor Ramon was the sole survivor because everyone on the Diesel Sean team got counted out. Uh, okay. <laughs> because Sean and Diesel started to fight, and everybody was trying to break oh, up the yeah, fight, and they yeah. got counted out one at a time. <laughs> that okay. That's Who right. knows what order though? What yeah. if, you know? The ref, right? Yeah. What if the ref? What if? he counted two of them out and then the rest the other three you know they all came back and they were like well which two what oh, he told them oh good point mm, yeah gotta mm. think about those things good thing they uh, didn't trap themselves in that <laughs> yep <laughs> with the storytelling um, exactly but no a great choice at number three and lo and behold can you believe my number three is from the same year oh wow okay not the same team not the okay. same match um but for me, it was the Doinks. <laughs> oh, really? That's going to yes. be one of your three favorites? Okay. Yeah, or just from pure entertainment and the fun I had watching the match originally mm-hmm. and re-watching it. Um, I mean, Men on a Mission, who I actually, I liked Men on a Mission. I did too. I, I thought they were really cool. I liked the whole gimmick. And then, of course, the Bushwhackers are the Bushwhackers. Yep. But when they come out, all dressed as doink come on <laughs> that's yep. awesome a of team course, of doinks that didn't have doink on it yes that was the bit it's like they're the doinks but there's no doink <laughs> what, I don't, okay yeah um but they took on uh Bam Bam we Bigelow. regret to inform you doink will not be here tonight <laughs> Boo. <laughs> also missing is the repo man um he stole doinks that's why <laughs> uh but they took on bigelow uh bastion booger the head shrinkers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, just a fun little match, a clean sweep. Yeah. Up, uh, yeah. Not the, not the direction you would think either. Yeah. Not in the direction you would think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and at the very end, a big dog pile, all four of them on top of Bigelow to get the three count, which isn't even legal. I know. You but can't do I, that. But again, it was fun. And I was like, I've, I've got to put it at number three. It's, it's just a fun one. Yeah. Like yeah. that one. Cool. Uh, all right, so for my number two, we're going to 1990. Okay, had a lot to choose from in 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, many teams from 1990 came close to making this list, 
But the one that did, the one that I went with, Mr. Perfect and Demolition, Axe, mm. Smash, and Crush. Ooh. One of my favorite single stars ever. One of my favorite tag teams ever. All on one team. They, they didn't win. They were against the Warriors, the Ultimate Warrior, the Kerry Road Von Eric, i.e. the Modern Day Warrior, and the Legion of Doom, the Legion Road Warriors. Road Warriors yeah. yeah. Um, I love that match. I, the, uh, that team almost made my list, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but since Mr. Perfect is one of my all-time favorites, and so were Demolition, uh, it was just, I couldn't pass that up. What a, what a combination for me. Um, Mr. Perfect being the first heel that I liked. Uh, Demolition was cool as crap. And uh, yeah, very, very, very cool team. And that was the appeal, too, of Survivor Series back then. You saw people team up that you never saw team up. And now we see everybody team up and we see everybody facing off in six mans and eight mans and 30 (laughs) mans. Yeah. And so there are no combinations we haven't seen before at this point. But back then, you never saw Mr. Perfect and Demolition in the same place. Yeah. Oh, man. So it made it cool for me. Yeah. Well, no, and so cool. That match is spectacular as well. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just a great Survivor Series, period. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, I didn't even think about them. Man, yeah, it's a great team. Great team. Other one, too. I mean, the Warriors mm-hmm. easily, easily could be on the list. Yep. Uh, no, I like it. I like it. Uh, number two for me, uh, a little more modern, 2009. Okay. Um, and I, I don't know why I decided to go with this team, like the real motivation. Other I than I actually hate this team. I don't know why it's my number No, no, two. no. I love the team. I love the team. <laughs> but as far as placing them higher than other teams that I was kicking around. Okay. But um, I did want to show uh, some love to the ladies. And okay. it's... Um, Team Mickey, 2009. Uh, Mickey James, Melina, Eve Torres, Gail Kim, and Kelly Kelly. Okay. Uh, And and granted, they didn't give them a lot of time, which we're going to get into that later. (laughs) Yeah. About the history repeating itself. But um, it was a fun match. And they were versus Lay Cool, or Team McCool, which Mm -hmm. was Lay Cool, Beth Phoenix, Jillian Hall, and Alicia Fox. Okay. And um, Mickey and Melina are the last two survivors uh, after Melina does a sunset bomb on uh, Michelle McCool. Okay. To get the final pinfall. Uh, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this was during the uh, one of the, you just sit there and you go, oh, why did what this angle definitely wouldn't fly today? Or just it's still well, they could still oh, do it, but it would be a bad mm, taste. The piggy mm, James, yeah, yeah, uh, which it's like, oh, come on now. Yeah. But I mean, when you look at the team itself, mm-hmm. Mickey James and Gail Kim, you could stop there, yeah, because <laughs> yep, there's for sure. two of the greatest. Yeah, but then Melina is no slouch. No, definitely not. Eve Torres got uh, progressively better and better and better. Yeah, and heck, Kelly Kelly was. She was good. She wasn't she great. Better than she probably should have been. Yeah. And I yeah. thought she did. Kelly Kelly, I thought was wonderful when they did the, the women's rumble and she showed up and she was mm-hmm. like, Hey, all right. She's doing yeah. good. So, yep. and on the other side, I mean, goodness, lay cool. Mm-hmm. Both awesome. Beth Phoenix. Nuff said. Right. Jillian Hall. 
serviceable and good in the ring. Not great, but good enough. We'll good say enough. Yeah. And Alicia Fox, who I yeah. think sometimes is very underrated. As a I was going to say that. I, I always thought she was underrated as a character too. They, they she, with that crazy gimmick yeah. she was starting to do, she was doing so much good stuff with that. And it was so fun. It got a reaction every time. And then they just stopped it. Yeah. Um, just pulled it out from under her. She could have done something with that. I think. Yeah. I, I believe so too. I believe so too. But yeah, that's yeah. my number two. Okay. Cool. All right. So my number one, I'm going even further back. I just keep going back. I'm going to the first Survivor Series event. Okay. Listen to this team. You've got Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I was waiting for that. Jake the Snake Roberts. Right. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And the Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. That... I mean that those are the the pinnacle that that's what you want from a mid card and any one of those guys could be slaughtered into a main event at any time too that was the mid card face team that's crazy that's yeah, insane insane yeah. the mid card face team those th- again beefcake Jake the snake Axel Jim Duggan Randy Savage Ricky Steamboat um two of them ended up being world champions mm-hmm. and the others had shots at being world champion um and again i loved all five of them and i just look at that team and it's crazy they faced off against a dangerous danny davis harley race hercules ron bass outlaw ron bass and the honky tonk man and it's just it was the very first match at the very first survivor series and it was a lot of fun you had a bunch of guys in there who knew what they were doing yeah i mean correct me if i'm wrong team of hall of famers uh i think so um, all of them are in the hall of fame i think savage definitely is steamboat, steamboat is it is duggan is jake, jake is. is is beefcake he, uh, maybe i don't know about beefcake that's the one that i'm not 100 percent sure on elizabeth was out there too okay. i count elizabeth she was out there too so there you go yeah yeah i love those early from 87 through well basically about you know when they stopped doing the the card full of 92 they took a break then they had one elimination match in 1992 but then they went back to them in 1993 and then they stopped um 97 yeah that's when it became you'd have maybe one or two as attraction matches but the rest were regular god i i like i said i wish we could go back to just a a survivor series of all survivor series matches Mm -hmm. be amazing amazing But they'd oh. have to pull back on all the tag matches we get every week for it to feel special. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the that's the catch. Yes. Agreed. But no, great choice at number one. Excellent, excellent choice. Mine not going back as far. Mm-hmm. In fact, going back to 2006. Okay. And again, much like you, you say that list of names, amazing. Here's the names on this team. The Hardy Boys, CM Punk, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the only thing, I mean, could you imagine this team with all five of them in their prime? Right. Oh, because yep. this was the farewell tour for DX, basically, mm-hmm. when they were kind of doing that last hurrah, mm-hmm. at least at that time. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
And man, and they went up against, um, I mean, the team they went against was no slouch. I mean, Edge, Orton, yeah. uh, John Morrison, which was, I think it was Johnny Nitro at the time, mm-hmm. uh, Gregory Helms, okay. and Mike Knox. Okay. Um, right. People might not know Mike Knox, depending on yeah, he's watching at the time. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but still. he was from the WWE CW brand. Yes. That was really where he was from. Yeah. And that's where Kelly Kelly got her start. She was his valet. Right. That's where CM Punk got his WWE start. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, and you would think when you look at that team versus that team, you wouldn't think, okay, there's Edge and Orton over there. The two of them alone, you wouldn't think, oh, clean sweep. But no, clean sweep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute clean sweep. Um, which I was reading and doing research Apparently, if what I read is true, originally Sean and Triple H were supposed to be the sole survivors. Mm-hmm. But after some talks and stuff, creative changes backstage, they went to the clean sweep. Okay. Take take that for what you will, whatever it mm-hmm. may mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who politicked who? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but I, I could definitely have seen that maybe being a Heyman <laughs> politic. It, it might have been with CM Punk on there. For CM Punk not to be eliminated. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so that's my number one. Okay. Um, but yeah, a fun one this week. Yeah. Yeah, great. I liked it. I liked reminiscing about all the different teams and when tag team matches like that felt special. Yes. And uh, as we said, things will be changing as we go into the new format of the show. So at least for now, you are tasked, sir, with the final challenge of a three count for our normal format show. Right. We're not, we're not saying we'll never do another three count, but it's not going to be every week that we're yes. going to do a three count. Um, I would expect we will have a three count again at some point. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We don't know when. So this is, as for now, the final three count. And so to finish off the three count. Okay. For now, I thought, why not choose our three favorite finishers? Hey, hey, hey. There we go. I like it. Straight into the point. Very cool. Um, Yeah, three favorite finishers. That's So, and by finisher, I mean this move by this person or by this team. So not just in general, you know, a figure four. Yeah, so I wouldn't be like, oh, the Uranagi. No, no. You want you want the rock bottom you talking about the mm-hmm. bookend you talk about the manhandle slam like what right. are you talking about <laughs> yeah be be specific yep gotcha gotcha now i like it i like it a lot cool so yeah that'll be something to look forward to and uh, hey you guys tuning in feel free to hit us up let us know what your favorite survivor series teams were and what your favorite finishers over the years have been um that'll be great but uh, let's jump into the regular show um, and off the top, some little news I want to get out there and, and, and got to say, not great news. Uh, the million dollar downfall. Have, have you read about this? Oh, I saw the headline, but I, it, caught oh. me. it was not in a good moment. So I didn't click on it to read it. it was, I was caught up in other stuff at the time. Yeah, this is just a crazy story. So apparently back in 2020 is when this kind of started. Um, Ted DiBiase, million dollar man. Uh, was named in the Mississippi Department of Human Services audit findings that his heart of ministries 
that he has had uh, recently received more than $2.1 million from the state that was designated for people who are eligible for welfare. And, uh, and you know, the ministries is going to, to use that to spread to the people. At least that's what they were supposed to do. But the audit found that they had misappropriated a lot of these funds. Yikes. And it doesn't just stop there. So apparently not only him, but DiBiase Jr. And the other son, the, the other brother whose name, um, let's see, Brett DiBiase. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so DiBiase Jr., and I guess the rulings just recently came down as to what the penalties were, I guess is what, why the news resurfaced. Mm-hmm. Um, DiBiase Jr. is uh, being forced to repay $3.9 million. Wow. Which is just, just from him. Just from him. That's virtually all the money he earned as a motivational speaker for the welfare agency mm-hmm. plus interest. Mm-hmm. Um, now, DiBiase Sr. Uh, is being hit with a bill of around $725,000. Okay. And Brett, another 225000 So all told, about just shy of $5 million bucks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is crazy. But it, apparently the uh, – I'm going to still say allegations just yeah. because of the article, but where that money was used for like exorbitant travel arrangements and personal use stuff and – yeah <laughs> and so, living the life yeah so uh di- disappointing to hear yeah disappointing to hear uh but yeah i read that and i just it, it caught my eye and i was like well i mean we talk about stuff in the news might as well yeah yeah there. did i ever tell the story about the uh dibiase posse party uh i don't think so okay so he's not on the show okay so uh went to uh, this was back when DiBiase Jr. was mm-hmm. with the WWE. And so I uh, went to Charlotte mm-hmm. to uh, think it was a Raw, might have been a pay per view. It was something. Raw SmackDown pay per view, whatever it was. I was doing every show I could get to at that time. Um, and DiBiase Jr. was there. He was doing his posse parties. Um, my friend Ingrid was going as well. She lived in Charlotte. So uh, we reached out to him on Twitter and asked if he wanted to do a DiBiase posse party. And he agreed. And um, we set it up to be at Buffalo Wild Wings, which was a few blocks from the arena. Okay. And so we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and he walked from the arena and met us at Buffalo Wild Wings. We sat down at a table. It was only a a lot of those bossy parties were big. There were like six of us. Oh, wow. So it was a small group sitting around Buffalo Wild Wings, talking wrestling with Ted DiBiase Jr., um, we were finishing up and the son of the million dollar man realized he left his wallet at the arena and we had to pay for his food. <laughs> oh, oh, that doesn't age well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Did he, did that's what he really said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I'm wearing my wrestling truck. They don't have pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, like like Toby Maguire's Spider-Man in the elevator. Yes. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, how appropriate that story, <laughs> right? <laughs> in handy for. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So he like, can, he can take that ten bucks and put it to the uh, three point nine million. Yeah, he can. Yeah, let him yeah. throw it in there. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see here. Let's uh, let's jump into SmackDown. Um, plenty of stuff to talk about here. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you kick it off with our first little thing because I know you had to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bianca's been just taking a beating for the last couple of weeks, and here she finally gets one over mm-hmm. on her opponents coming up. And she put both Sasha and Becky through a table, got to show off her strength. I was about to say got to show off her personality, but nothing stopped her from doing that. No, um, no. I mean, she, but it, finally she was booked to look like, you know, she belongs with them instead yeah. of being left laying at the end of every show. Like she was the previous SmackDown previous raw. And uh, we'll get into predictions later. I don't see her winning this match at crown jewel. It would be a bizarre choice. Yeah. Um, but at least she came out looking strong once. Yes. <laughs> at, at least, least once. once. Yeah. At least once. Um, yeah. And I tell you what, I was impressed when she had them both up on her shoulders. Although I was like, there's no way she's going to flip them both. Yeah. Uh, the, just the, the the physics of that would be. Yeah. I was like, oh, I just don't. I don't think it's a strength issue. I think it's a leverage and, and yeah, because like a double issue. AA yeah. because of the way you're positioned a lot easier, but for the KOD, mm-hmm. it's just yeah, yeah, safely uh, very hard right. to try and do it safely as well. Right. I have no doubt she's probably strong enough. Right. If it was one person that weighed that combined weight, I think yeah. she could do it. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I mean, she toted Otis around. Yeah, come on, yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> It's the Otis tossing competition. <laughs> um, oh, that needs to be on a video game. Yes. Yes. 2K22, where you at? Uh-huh. Where uh-huh. You at? Yep. <laughs> Come on, 2K Bonus game. mode. Um, but uh, let's let's get into some... Um... <laughs> let's start with King of the Ring. <laughs> okay, let's start with the King of the Ring side. Yeah. So on SmackDown, we had Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, we both said, you know, we really want Sammy to advance. And hey, he did. And they were he able to did. further the story here, which was great with the Dominic mm-hmm. and Ray. Yeah. Um, and still being able to use Sammy. Because I thought that was going to kind of get dropped from where Sammy had been talking to him previously. Mm-hmm. They were able to pull it in. Uh, but go ahead. What were you going to say? Here's a question. I, I wasn't thinking about this at the time. Will Sammy go to Saudi Arabia? He's been very adamant about not mm-hmm. supporting that move. Oh, well, so, and I was, well, yeah. and, and to be fair, his next round opponent <laughs> is Finn Balor. <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, he would be the best choice to yes. to be in the final from that side. I think so, uh, Finn. I think Finn is bigger than King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, but so he would be the best choice, but you know, I, I can't blame him if he doesn't want to go to Saudi Arabia. And so if he loses to Finn, I think that's why. Yeah, I think so too. Cause I mean, I, I, based on what I saw, I was like, we are really gearing up for Xavier versus Sami Zayn. That would be yeah. so that awesome. That would be the best final for sure. But yeah, you're right. If he is still, uh, adamantly 
against going to Saudi Arabia, then you're right. Yeah. Obviously, Finn has to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of people will say that Finn should go over as well, but I think I agree with you. Finn's already big enough. He doesn't need the the platform of being no, called he, King Balor. No, he needs to be in the hunt for the Universal title. Yes. Uh, WWE title. Sorry. Yes, I agree. He needs to, yeah. yeah, he needs to be in the championship top tier contending. Yeah. Um, rather than using this to really put a spotlight on somebody to boost them up higher. Right. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, so Finn did win his. He beat, and I'm forgetting now. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I was so I was so up in arms about the the Queen's Crown stuff that yeah, I'm, forget- I, I'm forgetting. <laughs> I'm forgetting. But he won. Um, That's all that matters. He won. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he won with a coup de gras. Um, Cesaro. Yeah, t- Cesaro. Cesaro. Okay. Yep. Duh, Cesaro. Yeah, Cesaro. Who face I, versus face. Yeah. Yeah. Face versus face. And uh, yeah, and it seems as we're getting ready get into here they are really throwing regular booking out the window like what are they doing uh you know a face versus face match not that that's not a good thing and if you promote it right and do it right can be awesome can elevate both superstars you know all the way but it's always better than a heel versus heel match yes most definitely but lo and behold yeah Let's talk about the BS of the Queen's Crown. You want to finish the King of the Ring on the Raw side first? Uh, yeah, sure. Let's go. We go let's just go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about the Queen's Quest. Queen's Quest. God, I keep doing that. <laughs> Stardom has trained me to say Queen's Quest. Yeah. <laughs> Queen's Crown. We'll talk about Queen's Crown. Yeah. Yeah. But over on the Raw side, we had uh, Xavier Woods, my man, picking up that victory. Yep good match uh, yeah very good match um and oh who do you face now i'm forgetting <laughs> names are just uh, losing me right now um uh he faced uh ricochet ricochet yes mm-hmm. uh yeah no great match between the two of them picks up the victory after the elbow off the top loved it uh, the best ricochet he'd looked in a while i thought yes i agree um and then in the other match, it was gender being Kofi. Yeah, which okay, mm. let's, let's talk about that. That just uh, and see, and this is it, again when we get to the Queen's Crown side of it. It's it's like okay, do you guys just not care about the women anymore? Yeah, because okay, I see you booked it to where now you've got Xavier face versus mm-hmm. Mahal heel now. I would have been much more invested and interested in Xavier versus Kofi. It would have been much more interesting. They played it safe. Like they had the opportunity, they set themselves up for an opportunity to do something really interesting. And then they said, nah, we'll just, yeah, we don't. Yeah. And this is a pratfall of their constant changing of booking at the last second over the past couple years, (laughs) you know, to where they long term, long-term storytelling is a nuance that it seems like WWE is starting to forget. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, so we're going to get gender versus Xavier. Uh, 
in the uh, I guess it'd be the semifinals. Yeah, and then, it, it could be maybe because Sammy doesn't want to go, so Finn's going to be on the other side. Maybe they want to do face versus heel, and that maybe. the only heel they had on the other side from uh, on Finn on the side opposite Finn, the raw side, the only yeah. heel they had was gender. True. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I mean, we'll, time will tell. We'll find out tonight on SmackDown. We'll have more information. We'll see who wins between Finn and Sammy. But yeah, that'll give us a, a, a better indication. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into the Queen's Crown side. Let's mm. let's talk about this. So we start on SmackDown and we were hyped. We were excited because mm. we're, we're kicking off. We've got um, no was Tony Storm's match first or was Tony's was first because they, they put out on Twitter that the first ever Queen's I almost said Queen's Quest. First ever Queen's Crown match. Liv Morgan versus Carmella. And then the first ever Queen's Crown match was Tony Storm versus Zelina Vega. I'm like, come on. I I messaged Mark. I said, you know what? If they're taking that distinction away from Liv, she better win this whole damn thing. By the end of the night, I was not happy, Tim. No, I imagine not. Because not only do we have Tony Storm losing in um, two and and a half minutes. Was it two and a half? I thought it was less. Was it less than two and a half? I thought it was less than two minutes. Okay. I thought only one of the two. I thought the live match was less than two minutes. Or was it the other No, one? it was. It was less than two minutes. I thought they were both less. I could be wrong. I thought uh, one was less. Maybe they were. I don't know. Maybe they were. Yeah. But for whatever reason in my head, I had. Yeah. Reg- regardless, we're talking less than three minutes. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is it, which is a travesty in its own right. Tony loses. For so many reasons. Yeah, and I, again, nothing against Zelina Vega. No. No. Um, but, you know, in our thinking, we're like, okay, Zelina winning, okay, that's, that means Liv's definitely winning. Right. Liv's definitely going to win. That way you've got face and heel. But then, no, in an absolute squash of a match, Carmella, in a minute and 28 seconds, I think, a minute 35, Something. Something like that. Live with a kick, one, two, three. And now, okay. A heel versus heel semifinal. Uh, Nobody for the crowd to root for. Yeah. Nobody for the crowd to invest in. Now, and let's let's keep that in mind and let's now talk about Raw real quick. Yeah. With uh Shayna Baszler advancing. Mm -hmm. She beat uh Dana Brooke. Yeah. Now this one, I think, is fine being short. I would have expected this one to be short. And I will agree with you that taken away from the previous week, I would agree with that. But the right. fact that she just faced Dana and squashed her, and then they did it again, I don't like that. Mm, okay. The previous week, if she'd have faced someone else, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they literally squashed Dana twice in a row. Yeah. I just, I, that doesn't sit well with me from a booking standpoint. Uh, just for as far as burying talent is concerned. Yeah. Um, again, not saying Dana Brooke deserves a title shot or anything like that, but a little respect. Yeah. At least. But anyway, but I was, you know, fine with Shana winning and, and agreed. Yeah. If any of the matches you're going to have someone smash, mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler in her yeah, current Shana form is who should be doing the smashing. Right. Um, so she advances and she'll face Dewdrop, 
who picked up her victory over Natalia. And in, what and what was the longest change. Yeah. match? That, it was the longest match of the first round. Yeah, of the Queen's Crown, which was like three forty-five, three and a half, something like that. Yeah, something like that. But all told, uh, less than ten minutes. Yeah, less than ten matches. minutes on four matches. Uh, eight eight superstars performers over a course of five hours of television. Now, even mm-hmm. if you take out for commercials and say tw- 20 minutes of commercials, an hour. Uh, it'd be 30 for SmackDown and about 45 for Raw. So an hour and 15 minutes. So three hours, 45 minutes of airtime. Yeah. 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 So it's like, good Lord. You still gave him less than 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's it's absolutely atrocious. It's appalling. And I want to point out this as I did on Twitter. If anyone follows me on Twitter, uh, a quote, uh, someone who I've always liked, Stephanie McMahon. I've always been a Steph fan. Yeah. She did an interview with um, Sports Business Journal World Congress of Sports. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. They say sports a lot. Uh, and this comes courtesy of 401 Mania. Just want to give them credit. Oh, uh, th- that's who I go to for my news. And um, and I'm it's it's not too long. I'm going to go ahead and just read the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this past year's WrestleMania, we had the first African American female event with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Even though at that time it was still early in the year, early in March at Raymond James Stadium, the crowd gave us so much support. The energy is just kinetic. You can feel it at WWE events. I encourage you all to go if you've never been before. What happened in that moment as Sasha and Bianca were standing, opposing each other, looking each other in the eyes, the audience started to show this respect. The two of them broke character for a minute and teared up, sort of made the ugly cry face, you know, where you're trying not to cry. It was such a moment. Our fans are part of the women's evolution. If you listen to your audience, they can impact your brand in such positive ways. Give them the power empower your audience. We had started to train, develop, and recruit female athletes the same as men, giving them the same opportunities, the same match times, but it wasn't until our fans started a hashtag called Give Divas a Chance in 2015 that gave rise to the whole women's evolution in our business. Listen to your fans, give them what they want, and it'll work. Does she not watch the show anymore? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you want to talk about tone deaf statements mm-hmm. that are that she's saying in an interview that literally happens a few days after. Yeah, this the travesty. The travesty on SmackDown. It may have been the same day as Raw. I don't know. Yeah, when uh, SmackDown was enough. SmackDown, Smackdown was, was enough. enough. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, just. And it's again, it's not just the match time. Let's talk about Tony Storm and Liv Morgan. Yeah. Tony is new on the brand. Mm -hmm. She's a former World of Stardom champion, five-star Grand Prix champion, Cinderella tournament champion, NXT UK champion. Champion. And then they bring her over. And what? She's fawning over Dolph Ziggler inexplicably or no. Uh, In a segment where he's fawning over her. Yeah. She's fawning over Boogs. She's fawning over Boogs. And that's fine. It's a character. It's a story. Yeah, but she no, should be out there wrestling in 15-minute matches and winning. 
Yes. Especially this early on. Why is, you don't bring new people up to have them immediately take losses. That is not what you should be doing. <laughs> Especially to someone who had only won one match out of the last 10 matches or so that they've had, if not more than 10. So what that told the audience who doesn't know Tony Storm is she's not going to be anything. You don't need to invest in Tony Storm. That's she's the enhancement message talent. Sent. That's yep. basically what they, they, they said was she's enhancement talent. Yep. And um, then Liv we've got, yeah, clearly right. has the support of the fans. Major Clearly. Listen yep. to the crowd. Yep. Look at the reactions on Twitter after this happened. Yep. People were, and you included me as well, yep. irate. Yep. Absolutely irate because it makes, and again, I'm not bashing on Carmella. That's one thing no, I want to get over here. We're not bashing we, on look, Zelina. We've, we're put not Car- we've put Carmella over. She has worked hard. Yes. She has improved. She has had some great matches. She is a great talent, a great character, but she's a heel who is a former champion, who has won money in the bank, who doesn't need to win this match. Yeah, this is purely the, we're talking about booking here. Yeah. So we don't want it to you to think we don't, we have something against those ladies. We don't. No. Absolutely not. I love both of them. I think they're, especially as characters, both yes. Zelina and Zelina's both a great fantastic. character. And Carmel is a great character and a very good wrestler. Yes. Yeah. It's just that it, with, you sit there and like I say, Stephanie says, listen to the fans, give them what they want. You're not giving anybody what they want. No. Heels can afford to lose matches more yes. than faces can afford to lose matches. Liv is a face who essentially, unless they give us yet another match between the two, has lost this program to Carmella now. And actually, I want to bring that up because she just got the victory over Carmella mm-hmm. at the pay-per-view. Yep. And then you turn around and have a squash. And yeah, you take it all away from her. Did Carmella have the flu during the pay-per-view? Is that the only right. reason that this one? Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah. It just, it makes absolutely no sense. And I, I did, I, I, we were texting back and forth about it. I did say, because we, SmackDown has a heel problem. Once the dust settles on the draft, they have a heel problem. They have an abundance of heels. And very few baby faces, mm-hmm. especially baby faces that we think they're going to get behind at this point after what mm-hmm. we just saw. Yeah. So I was like, you know, so now I'm assuming we're going for a Shayna Baszler win. Yeah. For this. God, I hope so. Out of who's, I mean, Dewdrop is great, but she just doesn't have the, the, um, the, the build behind her to win yeah. this thing yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think that would be just some, like I'd, I'd be I'd be okay with it. I'd be um, okay with it, but, but Shayna's the one that needs to win. Yeah, with what they're yeah. doing with her now, it seems like. And somebody even said, "No, they're planning on Queen B Shayna Baszler." I was like, "That's got a good ring to it." Queen B, or Queen of Spades, or the Queen sense. of Spades. Yeah. So, oh. um, and I was like, and that would give her built-in heat with who is probably going to be the champion, which is Charlotte. Given yeah. Unless something crazy happens between now and then. Yeah. And maybe we're going to use this to turn Shayna kind of face. Maybe. Or at least anti-hero-esque yeah. type yeah. thing. Um, and that would help save it. But still, I mean, why are you just, again, it just why are you destroying 
your faces on yeah. SmackDown. I mean, you still have Naomi, which yeah. we do. We are going to, as that's the next thing to talk about, we are going to get that Naomi versus Sonya match yep. that we talked about. I, yep. But we could have done it in such a better way. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I texted you this, right? Yeah. I, I, I was mad that they squashed Tony Storm, that Tony Storm should be brought in as a star. And now she lost clean to Zelina Vega, who hasn't won a clean match, who hasn't won a match cleanly in, I don't know, ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think you're more, right. yeah, I don't ever remember her cleanly winning a match. Um, so why they, they should, if that's what they were going to do with Tony, they just should not have put her in the tournament. Just save her for something else. Put Naomi in her spot. Sonia doesn't like that Naomi's in queen's crown tournament i really have to work to not say queen's class queen's crown tournament sonia comes out costs her naomi loses because of interference so naomi can take that loss because it wasn't fair then fine zelina's in the in the semifinals you got what you wanted wwe and now you have the naomi versus sonia match next week i texted you that before they announced that match Mm mm-hmm before I even knew they were going to do that. And then when they, when they came on later and set up that match, it made me even angrier than I already was. Yep. He's not lying. This is exact, exact chain of events. <sighs> I told you I was SummerSlam angry. Yeah. I mean, goodness. It just, uh, I mean, it took I, me out of the show. It, when Liv lost, I, I basically just zoned out for the rest of the night. Yeah. I mean, in retrospect, I'm thrilled Sonya's getting back in the ring. Yeah. We've been waiting for that. Um, and I think that's good. But it was so anticlimactic, though, also. Right. I made this comment. It's like it was a throwaway backstage segment. It was like, yeah, I've got you your punch right. for next week. It's me. Yeah. Uh, okay. Wow. We couldn't have built to that. We couldn't have had right. a, a bigger moment a, than that. A, a promo segment or in know, the, the ring? interference in the match or conf- something. Yeah, something. Yeah. Something. Yeah, it was just it was bad. Bad. Um, but yeah, so uh, we'll see. I guess that match is tonight, though. We are gonna get to see that match tonight. Naomi versus Sonya. Correct. Uh, yeah, that's when it's supposed to be. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if it point. actually happens. We'll right. See yeah. We'll, if it's we'll, not a we'll swerve see. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um but uh yeah just yeah we could go on for days about yeah yeah this atrocity (laughs) all we can do is support our favorite talent yes and and let wwe know so what i do is i i tweet at wwe i tag them i usually tag vince sometimes i'll tag bruce Pritchard and just let them know who i like when i'm happy about something i do it when I'm pissed about something, I do it. I buy their merch. I buy it through WWE. I don't buy the the knockoff stuff. I mean, it's it's cool, and I get that you know people are working and they're trying to make money and they're making cool things, but it doesn't do anything to support the talent that way. Yeah. And Vince cares about merch. He cares who's selling merch. Mm-hmm. We just learned that Roman Reigns is the highest selling heel of all time all and that time. his merch is selling comparable at the same level as John Cena. That's crazy. That's crazy. But good on Roman, man. Good on Roman. Good yeah. on Roman after years of kind of the complacency of what are we doing with this guy? Yeah. 
uh, whether it's, you know, shoving them down people's throats or, you know, whatever's going on. And, and personally as well to go through what he's gone through Yep. with, uh, the, the leukemia, I believe mm-hmm. leukemia. Yeah. Uh, yep. and to come back from that like twice, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and to kick, kick the ass of leukemia. And now he's kicking ass as the head of the table yep. selling merch. I'm sorry. Smackdown and raw. Rob, there might be, you know, because, and we'll get more into it when we get down there, but Xavier's match, I really enjoyed. Yeah. But outside of that, my two favorite segments that came out of SmackDown and Raw were not during matches at all. Mm -hmm. The Heyman stuff with Roman on SmackDown was incredible. Mm -hmm. Loved it. And Heyman, he's been doing the sniveling. You're my tribal chief, blah, blah, blah. And then the promo he cuts on Lesnar at Roman's behest was out of this world awesome. Oh, yeah. my God. I was I was like, okay, you've pulled me back in to the show with that promo. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's so awesome. I loved it. Uh, but that, to me, was the best part of SmackDown was that right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I like the Bianca stuff. Um, but well, yeah, no. Uh, to, yeah. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, Bianca standing tall, that was good. No, I, yeah, I'm not saying everything else sucked. Right, 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 right. But uh, that, um, but, but, but but yeah, but Roman is is doing great, and the fans have accepted him now. Yes, they've put him in a place that we like. Uh, we like him in this role. Um, that same article I was reading, talking about you know his merch, mentioned at the end that they're under the impression the the ultimate goal is to switch him back to being a baby face i'm like you're out of your effing mind don't do it's working yeah. we like it <laughs> keep it Listen, uh you switch yeah. him back i think it's gonna it's gonna go back to the way it was yeah so, so if, like somewhere yeah. down the the road he will be a baby face again at some point at some point but you don't do it so soon let him ride this heel wave for a few years yeah you know yeah. let it let it keep going um, yeah. So um, my yeah. point being, uh, hey, I've got a Roman shirt. I've got the show up and win shirt. Oh, OK. Uh, I've got that shirt. I wear it to soccer practice. Nice. Um, and buy merch. Yeah. If, if you have the money to buy merch, buy merch for the people that you like in WWE, because it's one of the only things they listen to. It's very true. It's very true. Yeah. Like I say, if I had the money, I'd totally have a head of the table shirt. Yeah. Most definitely, because that's a that's a badass shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm like I say I'm I'm a fan of Roman. I mean his his turn is is so brilliant, and what he's done as the head of the table since mm-hmm. going full on heel has been incredible, just amazing. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, um, yeah. So <laughs> let's see what else we got. Uh, oh yes, uh, we got some more Seth Rollins Edge. Uh, stuff going on we're like okay we'll you know and granted they both went over to raw so this doesn't have to be the end of it but it kind of needs to be it does and it's gonna be hell in a cell Mm -hmm. so this seems like a good final point yes for this story are they flying the cell over there or are they gonna build it from scratch that's a good question that was my first thought because that is i mean he said hell in a cell, and I thought, are they going to do it in Saudi Arabia? Like, how? That seems like it's going to be 
Yeah, Log- that's a logistical issue. Now, it's possible if you know because if they knew this is where they were going ahead of time, you could ship it over there via like um, UPS. Yeah, UPS. <laughs> but like uh, like a freighter, mm-hmm. like an actual ship. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Um, not that there. I mean, I'm sure there are planes big enough. And yeah. it has to break down some in 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 some pieces, obviously. So yeah, oh clearly, but I mean, you know, only so small. Yeah, the, those those walls. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, good lord. But yeah, this is the this is one of the first, I guess, really huge stipulation matches we've had at one of the Saudi shows. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. And we'll save predictions for later yeah. as we get into yeah. everything but yeah that's i mean it's big news we got hell in a cell um and you, it's like the fifth one this year yeah this is why we don't need a hell in a cell pay-per-view this would feel much more special if we didn't have a hell in a cell pay-per-view now piggybacking on that we no longer have a different pay-per-view another pay-per-view is now off and canceled oh what's that i miss there, this there is no tlc there will be oh. no tlc pay-per-view what's in and december and I, who knows? And from what I and how it reads, I think it means like permanently, like TLC. They're okay. not gonna like they'll obviously have something mm-hmm. in December, but they're not gonna do TLC as a pay per view anymore. Okay, good, good. Save save a TLC match for like a WrestleMania one off. Yeah, make it feel special again, or SummerSlam or something like that. Yeah. Just yeah, yeah. When it makes sense, don't force it. So yeah, and I, I just read that earlier this morning about TLC. So okay, um, but yeah, so we got Hell in a Cell coming up. Let's jump over into some AEW before we get back to Raw eventually at the end. Not a whole uh, lot of AEW to talk about. Yeah, that's true because uh, obviously there's no uh, Dynamite this week because it's going to be a Saturday night Dynamite tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so we just really have Rampage from last week to talk about, mm-hmm. which. Uh, was one of their better episodes of Rampage, even though uh, when you look at the, the ratings, which I really don't care about ratings, um, they're not always indicative of everything that's going on. I don't, I don't think they're they're never indicative of quality. I yeah, never think. indicative of quality. It's uh, just indicative of fan interest in that given moment for whatever reason. Yeah, because um, um, yeah. I mean, the reports have come out. They did have it was the lowest one they had done since like Rampage. 400- Four hundred yeah, like thousand. Four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, they're up against a World Series yeah. <laughs> baseball, uh, or, or not World Series, but a playoff MLB playoff match. Um, but well, and I and I still laugh at the fact that so many people, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but so many people brag about how they've cut the cord and they don't watch on cable or satellite anymore. I only watch online. I can't believe anybody watches through cable or satellite, and then they get so up in arms over the ratings, which are the people who watch through cable and satellite. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't believe they weren't higher. (laughs) Like, what? You can't have both. You cannot have both. Now, I'm sure there's a way that they do kind of factor in eventually your people watching online, but um, your initial ratings that come out, those are based on your Nielsen ratings, which is Mm -hmm. basically just cable and satellite. Yeah. but uh, they had a, 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 what I thought was a very good episode. You had CM Punk uh, taking on Daniel Garcia in a, great, in a great mm-hmm. match. CM Punk Rock's ex wife. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, picking, up the, <laughs> picking up the victory over the Rock's ex-wife, CM Punk. Uh, getting back at him for calling him in the middle of the WWE ring. Yeah. <laughs> they won't let me beat you, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had Jade Cargill taking on Sky Blue, I guess. I think it was Sky Blue's debut uh, yeah. television match. but Jade Went Cargill, about as well as you'd expect. He got Jade squashed Cargill. by Jade. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I saw I, that too. And then I tuned we, out for the, 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 yeah. yeah Lucha brothers versus the acclaimed Lucha brothers picked up the win. Yeah. There's no came oh, I, I did see that. Cause I had to watch that to get to Jade Cargill. <laughs> so I did see that. Yeah. And then the main event was Starks, uh, Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage in a street fight. I was incorrect. A couple weeks ago, I said, I thought they had went through this, but I guess Brian had gotten like a short term injury and mm. they had to put it on pause Okay. And they just reignited it this week to get to this. But in the end, Starks and company team Taz end up beating Brian Cage. Mm. So I don't know if this is over or possibly indicative of Brian Cage maybe moving on as he has mm-hmm. been kind of unhappy with his booking. Yeah. Could be. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, the real story with AEW, <clears throat> some things to talk about, is this upcoming rampage which will go head to head for 30 minutes against a supersized SmackDown tonight. Yeah. Uh, and actually we'll go head to head a little bit more because YouTube. Yep. will have the buy-in, mm-hmm. which will be two hours leading into rampage, which was oh, go... two hours. I thought it was one. It's two. I thought, I thought they said two hours. I may have read that wrong. Maybe it is just one. Um, or maybe the, the buy-in itself is two hours, but maybe only the second hour is matches possibly who knows i don't know okay um but we get a a dream match a match that has taken place before but is has never it wasn't on any kind of televised that you had to be like a tape trader to somehow Mm -hmm. been able to see this and that's brian danielson versus minoru suzuki yeah that's gonna be crazy um danielson leaning into slaps and kicks from suzuki as suzuki laughs maniacally will be a sight to be seen (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but we also get uh uh, because hey leo rush is back and he's yeah didn't he retire he retired briefly and some sort of injury or something what was i don't even know the full story he's come back yeah apparently it was like an injury and he decided to retire but he's back but granted he's not getting in the ring yet he's like he's kind of doing his bobby lashley support role okay uh and um uh still chanting lashley uh no (laughs) no. (laughs) so dante martin who is a really awesome up-and-coming star he's talking to him about hey you know we should team up let me give you the advice and you know you can sky's the limit and then like he's trying to talk to him and matt sidell's like man you don't need to listen to this guy he seems like he's all talk and no you know all uh, uh no action all hat and no cattle whatever euphemism you want to use that i've not heard that one okay yeah um but what's, uh, the, what's the connection between hats and cattle uh i guess uh like you're a cowboy you got you got an awfully big hat but you haven't got no cattle to back it up so uh, oh really i see a, it's a cowboy, really a cowboy. yeah uh, gotcha okay um, all right Right. Kind of like uh, all, all those people on my Facebook who who post about guns and they think they're the Punisher, but they're actually Yosemite Sam. Yeah, pretty much. That that would be very 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 good. Very good. Um, who has a cowboy hat and no horse? That's true. No, or and no cattle. No, no. cattle. Uh, but uh, you got 
Dante Martin back there and Matt Sidell's like, yeah, don't listen to this guy. And then he's like, oh, yeah, well, well, could a nobody get you a match referring to Sidell with CM Punk on Rampage next week? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to make that happen. And it's official. Yes, we are going to get CM Punk versus Matt Sidell, formerly Evan Bourne. Right. In the WWE. In what should be a pretty fun match. I'm yeah. I'm totally interested. I think that's going to be fun. It's the CM Punk booking is weird that was how well i won't say weird some people have sit there and are complaining it's like why is he not taking on the four pillars yet why is he not you know taking on the bigger bigger names and i think they're doing this the smart way especially during his love fest as we're calling mm-hmm. it the cm punk love fest right now because eventually he's going to be a heel it's going to happen we all know he's even said We'll get there eventually, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm enjoying this right now. But he's taking this time, A, to get back to being used to being in the ring mm-hmm. after being gone for so long. You don't want him to rush back into a match with uh, Danielson or an Omega or Jungle Boy or MJF or any of those people and him look less than. You know what I mean? You put Jungle Boy at the same level as those other names? you learned? Well, I do because he is considered one of the four pillars of aew as far as the future is concerned he is in that mm-hmm. regard okay. uh when at least in aew's mind yeah because it's like him um darby allen mjf and i think hangman page might have been the fourth paul white uh yeah paul white definitely i mean he he could hold a building up yeah he's that big and strong yeah um but yeah, so I, I think Punk Inside Out will be fun. It lets him get in there with people that, you know, matches, uh, people that maybe he's wanted to have matches with and never got the opportunity. And, you know, he's just having fun with it. So why are people wanting to rush to everything? Yeah, just, just, just like, come on. Let's just enjoy the matches that you're getting and you'll get yeah. there eventually. It's not like they're jobbing him out to people. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Enjoy these matches. You'll eventually get the big ones. If you run through the big ones... Then what's left? Yeah, then then you're just doing a repeat of everything you're your WWE. Um yeah. anyway, yeah. Yeah. you're just the same matches over and over and over again. Yep. But um yeah, so I'm excited for that. Uh then on Saturday Night Dynamite, we are getting Brian Danielson versus Bobby Fish. Yeah. Which will be cool. And Bobby Fish is also on the uh the buy-in. He'll be facing uh, I think the guy's name is Lee Moriarty, I believe is the other wrestler. Okay. Uh, a young up and comer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's ahead of their showdown on uh, Dynamite on Saturday, which I think is very, very cool. Mm-hmm. But um, I wanted to say this. I like, did you see the stuff about Tony Khan? Which at, stuff? Being at the, um, I, guess, I guess it was the basketball game. It might have, I, I, or a football game. I don't know. I don't think so. But apparently they're saying that like people were taking pictures of him and everything. And he had a piece of paper. They had stuff he was writing down and you could read that. It said full gear card and he had matches listed. Uh, Like he was trying to come up with the full gear card. Uh, And I'm not going to go into what the matches were just in case it happens to be true. That way we stay spoiler free for people who are waiting for the announcements themselves or the build to it. Mm -hmm. Um, But to be fair, Granted, some of the match. Well, okay, well, one match that was on there, obviously, Page versus Omega. We know that that's official. Yeah. That's a hundred percent going to happen. 
he had Britt Baker versus question mark. So, you know, that, not a spoiler okay. there, but he did have like, you know, opponents for like punk and Danielson that mm-hmm. might raise some eyebrows as far mm-hmm. as who, how are we going to get to that mm-hmm. <laughs> before we get to full gear? Um, but I think he's trolling. I think yeah, he's, why, why would you have that out just for people to see? Exactly. And yeah, Tony's not an idiot. No, I think he did it on purpose. He wants it to hit the net because it creates people talking about right. it. Like yeah. everybody's giving the man flack because he came out and he's like, I can't wait to go head to head for that 30 minutes against SmackDown on mm-hmm. Friday. And they're like, you're going to get destroyed. Well, no, duh, they're going to get destroyed. Yeah. You've now, SmackDown a- will lose some audience because they are on they FS1. Are FS1. This week. Yeah. So they will lose audience, and it's not because of AEW. It's because people, not as many people get yeah. FS1. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the number's going to be a little bit lower, but it's like, they're like, oh, he's, he's turning into Bischoff. No, he's not. He's a promoter. He's yeah. got you talking about it. Yeah. The, and the whole point is, if you get up in arms, well, I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna watch FS1 and SmackDown because I don't like AEW. You you just you you you've done what he wanted you to do, which is interest in wrestling in general. Granted, mm-hmm. he wants his product obviously to win or get bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, because I mean, throwing the buy-in in kind of last second, yeah, mm-hmm. as a countermeasure. There's definitely an air of we're competing. We're mm-hmm. we're we're definitely competing. He's not yeah. trying to put anybody out of business. Right. Let's not be, you know, delusional about it. But I think uh, I think he is the biggest troll for the wrestling community right now, yeah. and it's wonderful. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's like why? It's like oh, he shouldn't be doing this. Like you, a guy who wants to be competitive, you're mad that he's being competitive. I, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. didn't make any sense. Again, the competition is good. I would love to get to the point where both WWE and AEW are pulling in four or five million viewers for each yeah. show. That would be fantastic. Or get to a point to where even if it's only two or three and they're trading who had the most each week that in just interest keeps gaining and gaining and gaining. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a battle. Yeah. I want it to be like that. So and I the ratings, was... the TV ratings will never be what they were. No. They never because of what I was saying earlier. So many people watch online. Yeah. Um, so you'll never have, you know, uh, uh, this is your life segment getting a, an eight point, you know, eight million people. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Not through the rating. You might have 8 million people watching, but it won't show in the ratings. Right. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so, I mean, especially, you know, with the advent and popularity of YouTube and and, and channels like that now. Yeah. You're just not going to get that. But yeah. But that's, I mean, that's most of the AEW stuff. So looking forward to Rampage tonight. Yep. Looking forward to Dynamite tomorrow. Yeah. so, uh, hey, how about some stardom news? What you All got? Right. Yeah, well, we have one thing. We had the pay-per-view on Saturday. Okay. Last Saturday, it was the stardom 10th anniversary grand final Osaka Dream Cinderella 2021. One more time. <laughs> the stardom 10th anniversary grand final Osaka Dream Cinderella 2021. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll go through some results here. Um, Obedo Tai, Saki Kashima, and Rina did defeat Lady C and Wakatsukiyama. I called that one. That was pre-show. Um, got this one wrong. Oh, I was pretty shocked. Unagi Sayaka loses 
the Future of Stardom Championship to Ruaka, who I've never seen win a singles match. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, now there was some some shenanigans. Ruaka's with Oedo Tai. They distracted the ref and hit her over the head with a thing. And yeah, uh, I still didn't see it coming. So Ruaka is your new Future of Stardom champion. Wow. Uh, I, I wouldn't have gone that way. Days before, the Cosmic Angels lost the Artist of Stardom Championship. So within a week, Unagi Siaka went from being a double champion to having nothing. Kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, speaking of Cosmic Angels, losing Mina, Shirakawa, and Mai Sakurai did lose to Rin Katakura and Maria from Marvelous. I called that one. I figured they'd want Marvelous to win one match that they were involved in. Uh, Starlight Kid successfully defended the High Speed Championship against Fukigan Death. Um, just as it was starting, it was very good. Just as it was starting to get great, it ended. Like, oh. Ah, man, another three or four minutes, that would have been like really, really good. Um, so I, I mentioned it. The new artist of Stardom Champions, uh, Micah Emeka Natsupoy from Donna Del Mondo, did, as I predicted, successfully defend against Queen's Quest correctly saying that this time uh <laughs> not momo the queen's crown <laughs> the queen's quest of momo watanabe azumi and saya kamatani uh good good match went over 16 minutes um but i mean it's their first title defense they're not gonna lose it so um and then the returning hazuki who again retired uh end of 2019 is now coming back full-time by the way she's only 24 so i don't know what caused this retirement? I don't, I don't know the full story on that, but she's only 24. And uh, she came back and defeated Kaguma, as, as I expected. It was a, a very good match. And Hazuki came back with the coolest entrance music in stardom. This is some, it's a kicking tune, man. Uh, that's what they say, right? I'm, yeah, I'm that's, that's what all the hip kids say, right? Yep, yep. <laughs> now, um, after the match... Uh, Hazuki got on the mic because Hazuki and Kaguma they have a history they were both in stars they were teammates so they have a history and uh, Hazuki um, said that she wanted to team up with with um, Kaguma in the upcoming Goddesses of Stardom Tag League tournament which is a yearly tag tournament they do and the winners get a, a tag title shot Momo and Azumi won last hmm. year so uh, they're going to uh, team up in that tournament now. And so I'm wondering if maybe they're going to put uh, put uh, um, Hazuki back into Stars, where she used to be um, a long time ago. Stars need some fo- they, they they need some folks. Um, <laughs> they've only got three now. They need some people. Um, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, all right, we were scheduled to have. Shuri defending the SWA championship and her right to challenge Utami against Konami. But something happened. It was supposed to be in a UWF rules match. Konami was diagnosed with acute enteritis on October 8th. And so instead, Saki Kashima, who won the tag match earlier in the pre-show, after that match, she challenged Shuri for later in the night, Shuri was doing commentary. And so that was the replacement match. There was never any doubt about this one. Shuri wins. Um, 
but it, it's pretty good. They they abandoned the UWF rules, so I didn't get to see how that worked. Oh, but it was still for the SWA Championship and the rights to challenge Utami. But sure, he won, and it would have yeah, my mind, my head would have actually physically exploded if Saki <laughs> Kashima had won that match because <laughs> I knew nothing then. Like everything I ever knew in my life was a lie. Um, <laughs> Tom Nakano, Mayu Watani, thirty minute draw. For the Wonder of Stardom Championship, oh. this match kicked ass. It, it, I, I, I avoided Twitter. I avoided everything until I got to watch it. I got up. I didn't watch it live, but I did get up early on Saturday and and watch it early so I could get it done before I left for soccer game. Um, yeah, I mean they they know how to tell a story and. Um, they played off of earlier matches that they'd had and interactions that they had. And that's how they started. And it just ramped up and got more intense and more intense. And then we had believable near fall after believable near fall. Um, and usually when it gets down in one of these starter matches, when it gets down to them counting down like 30 seconds left, 20 seconds left, you know, for sure, Oh, it's going to be a draw. But even in the last 30 seconds, they were crafting their near falls so that it felt like, Oh, it it might not go to the draw. This might end with 20 seconds left. Um, They're masters. They're masters at what they do. And it's, it's the only thing I'm frustrated about is this is the second draw they've had. So we still don't have a winner between Tom and Mayu. We got to do this again. We have to do this again. Um, it's kind of the same story we're getting between Utami and Shuri too, because they've had two draws now. Um, so that the booking of it, I'm I'm not, I don't hate it, but I would have done something different. But the match, no complaints about the match, absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. Um, if you watch one match from the show, that's the one. Um, and it is up on Stardom World. Um, Utami did successfully defeat Takumi Aroha from Marvelous. I called that. It was a long one, 30 minutes, 52 seconds. There was no time limit on this match. And it was, it was good. It was good. It wasn't, it didn't have the drama and storytelling that the Tom Mayu match had. Uh, Mm -hmm. The action was great, but I wasn't buying into the near falls the same way and stuff like that. Um, But it was very good. Very hard hitting. They're both hard hitters. Um, So after that match, we had some stuff happen um hazuki came back to the ring as did micah and both of them challenged utami to a title match uh shuri came back and (laughs) was like hey don't forget like i'm the one who's already earned a title match um but uh, we've got a series of shows coming up in november utami's going to defend against hazuki first winner that will defend against micah a a couple weeks later and then that's leading to the show on December 29th with Shuri getting her her title match against it, presumably Utami. I'd be shocked if Azuki or Micah. Micah's not going to win it. Azuki's not either. But I think I would be less surprised if Azuki won it. But it's going to be Utami and Shuri in December. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a, a good show. Um, I, I didn't find the matches as most of them as I wasn't as invested in a lot of them as I have been in other shows, but I was uh-huh. definitely invested enough in that Tom Mayu match that it made up for it. 
kind of carried the uh, rest. <laughs> yeah, it did. For me, it was, I don't want to say it was a one match show. That's not really true because the matches were good, but that was the one where I was like, I don't know who's going to win and I need to see this. Um, and it was worth it. It was totally worth it. So uh, I don't know what's going to happen now where Tom's going to go with uh, the Wonder Stardom Championship. If they'll do another match, she'll do another match with Mayu. No idea. They haven't had any more shows. I guess they'll be back this weekend with some stuff and maybe we'll get a sense for what's coming next for Tom. We know what's coming next for Tommy. She's got three title defenses lined up, but I don't know what's happening with Tom and uh, Cosmic Angels need some wins too. Cool. Well, yeah. sounds great. I, I want to check out that time limit match. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah. Good stuff. All right. Uh, well, since we talked about stardom and let's keep with the ladies real quick. We both got a chance to check out knockouts, knockdown. Yep. The Impact pay-per-view, women only, that was over the weekend as well. Um, some Just some quick highlights of that. Uh, you had Mercedes Martinez taking on Tasha Steeles in the finals of that tournament they had during the show. Martinez picks up the win in what I thought was a really good match between the two of them. And she'll get a title shot uh, some point after Bound for Glory because Mickey James is slotted as the next challenger for Deanna Perazzo's title. Uh, we had Decay retaining their knockout tag team titles against Tennille Dashwood and Madison Rain. Uh, but they have a title defense coming up too. That is true. That is true. And who is they're defending against? Oh, they're defending against the inspiration. That's right. Oh, yes. Duh. Because not only was the show, I thought, very good. I like. Yeah, I thought, it was I good. thought it was great. Mm-hmm. But we did at the very end find out that the inspiration is coming to impact. They are That's formerly right. known as the, the Iconics. <laughs> um, so very cool. Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay uh, coming to impact wrestling, getting back in the ring. I, I, I That's awesome. And Wonderful. already Impact is showing they understand what to do with them. They're yes. giving them a title shot. First thing. First thing. Do I think they're going to win? Mm, probably not. <laughs> I, I kind of do. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they could, I mean, I'm not saying they can't. Yeah. But when you look at Decay between Rosemary and Havoc, it's like I there's very few teams I think you would want. You could believably book over them it depend, you can do it. it it wouldn't be them getting overpowered they'd have to get out smarted yeah so and, yeah. And, and something like that could happen we'll see mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm i'm in either way i'm yeah. in either way um but yeah so that's gonna be cool awesome kong gets uh inducted into or is going to be inducted into the hall of fame right for impact wrestling which is i mean she's very deserving that yeah. is so awesome um and uh yeah so like i said i thought it was a great show overall i was very happy with it yeah yeah uh impact has always known how to use their their women yes yeah they they, they've been very consistent with it throughout well okay i i won't say they they knew it in the very beginning of tna (laughs) no maybe not the first few days (laughs) like yeah well i mean when they when they were first doing those weekly you know, right. pay-per-views that you did. I mean, they were using women as just eye candy. Like it really right. wasn't competitive. 
but that's once after the, the Gale Kong stuff started. Yeah, once we got into to Gale, Mickey, and that class, then yeah. we definitely since then they have been fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, I won't say that I think their current rest, roster is the best in American wrestling, but I think combining the talent with being used properly, Impact is doing the best of any American women, I, of I any would, American wrestling promotion. I would agree. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, and I at, and at least I, any wrestling promotion in America that also has men. Okay. Well, and. and <laughs> yeah. And, and I know you haven't watched a lot of it. To be fair, I would say also in that conversation is the NWA. Yeah. Okay. With power. And brief little news and note on that. Of course, Mickey James heavily involved with the NWA as well. They did the Empower pay-per-view. And she had a major announcement this week, which is that they're going to do an Empower episode of Power. An all-women's oh, episode of NWA Power that. coming up. Okay. And we had a brief confrontation and it looks like they're going to gear up for a match at that episode between Mickey James and Kiera Hogan. Oh, I'm in. I mean, it was a great, it was a great little segment because she was out there to announce it and Kiera Hogan kind of interrupts and she's like, you know, I'm sorry, I don't mean to come out and do it like this, but you always one of my heroes and, and one of my biggest inspirations. And, you know, she's given all this love to Mickey and it's a little love was this an Austin theory? Uh, well, not exactly because they don't get physical okay. in this segment. But then she kind of turns. She's like, "So why, why was I not offered a spot on on this show mm. for Empower?" And Mickey's like, well, "I didn't say you weren't on the card. We haven't announced the whole thing. We're not there yet." And she's like, "I don't understand why you're coming at me like this. This isn't the way we we do things here in the NWA. This isn't the proper channel. You want to go talk? Let's talk. You got my number. Let you know. Let's figure it out." And then Kiara just kept getting at her. He's like, are you afraid of me, Mickey? You're afraid of getting in the ring with me? What about me and you? How about that's the match I want, me and you? And they kind of leave it with, are they or aren't they? But you know it's going to happen. Yeah, like, of it's course. definitely what we're going for. But they're going to draw out the drama to get there. And I thought that was fantastic. And I can't wait for that. So how do we watch NWA? Now, NWA is on Fight TV. Okay. Uh, so you just have to be on Fight TV. I um For free? Uh, no, I do believe there is a small subscription cost, but I think it's like maybe five bucks okay. a month. I, I believe I have to go back and research again uh, the exact prices of it, um, but it is on fight. That's where you can okay. watch uh, the pay-per-views and, and shows is on fight TV. Oh, the pay-per-view. Um, oh, but the pay-per-views cost extra in addition to. The- I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, good stuff going on with impact uh, and NWA power. And we'll be talking more about this stuff when we yes. make the transition. We transition over, they will have a, a, a bigger evolve. segment in yeah. our show. Um, but let's move on uh, to uh, NXT. And we get uh, Ciampa and Gacy. <laughs> yeah. So Gacy was hoping to get in, inserted into the uh, Halloween Havoc NWA, NXT. Uh, championship match, but eh, didn't pan out. Nope. Mm-mm. It's going to stay a one-on-one. Yeah. Which I prefer. Yeah. yeah. I do Same. prefer. Yeah. Uh, with he would have felt out of place in that match. Yeah. I, when, I, when they announced it, because a lot of times you hear that, you're like, oh, I'm going to have a match. And if I win, I'm in. You're like, oh, so they're going for a triple threat. Sometimes it's yeah. an indication that, oh, that's what they're going right. for. But, but no, they gave us a little... Just no, we're teased you with it, but no, it's not really what we're doing. And I like that so that we don't 
always just know that yeah they're going to be so sometimes you know you we want that stipulation teased and then not delivered on it makes it less predictable yeah because like we were speculating it's like hmm, maybe maybe um oh and i can't remember what they've changed his name to but uh uh are we talking about parker boudreau being oh man. it's like the one name yeah it's like, it's like winston or something <laughs> um but but him being the heavy for gacy and maybe that's how he gets the win over champa you know because they had that interaction at the previous nxt show but but that's cool we're gonna just have Ch- we're gonna have champa versus harland. Ron Breaker. Harland. Harland. harland yeah um which i think should be entertaining and i hmm. I mean, we'll get to those. Well, and I guess we won't get to those predictions. We'll be doing no. a different show. <laughs> we will uh, be doing a different show. Yeah. But uh, I kind of, I, I kind of won't think Breaker might win. I, I, I think, I think going they're going to put the belt on him. If, if this was a situation, if NXT had a takeover every month, I would say some sort of non-finish here, and then he'll win at a different match. But they don't. Yeah. So, um, oh, this isn't a takeover though. It's a Halloween. So maybe they could. Maybe this could be a non-finish, and then they'll have some sort of rematch at takeover and do it there because they'll probably I, have a takeover during survivor series mm-hmm. more than likely. so i i do think braun breaker is going to be the champion soon whether it's at halloween havoc or at the next takeover i think by the next takeover he's going to be the champion i agree i agree now um let's talk more about the wwe having no clue how to use their women okay uh, and talk about saray being used as tag enhancement yeah what that, that's what you're doing. You brought her over from Japan. You, you took her from her title match with Mayu Watani. You signed her away from that. For this, to, to team with Amari Miller and to lose pretty quickly mm-hmm. to Indy Hartwell and Persia Parada. Now, Indy Hartwell should be winning matches. I'm with yes. that. I'm just yes. saying Saray is not the one she should be winning them against, even in a tag team situation. Correct. Saray should be building to a title match, a one-on-one title match. That's what Saray should be doing. Yep. What 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 is this? I <laughs> I wish I wish I knew. I wish like and and I want to just kind of call out because I think the problem lies with Pritchard, with Vince, and the fact that they've never really bought in to competitive women's wrestling. I I think it's as much um, Lauren Itis. Oh, I, okay. We throw Johnny in there too. Most definitely. But I think it's, it's that old guard that still run the show in WWE that just instead of, you know, we get, Brief little flashes sometimes, like, oh, maybe they're going to do something and do it right. And then, oh, let's just fall back into the same tropes, you know. And I don't know. It's just personally, what I would love to see is a woman in charge of the booking of the women's division. Yes. Mm -hmm. Someone who has experience, you know, like an Alundra Blaze. Mm-hmm. Like a Mickey James, like a yeah. Gail Kim. Yeah. I mean, look what Mickey's doing with NWA mm-hmm. right now. And I 
damn sure Skippy, she's probably got a little influence with Impact as well mm-hmm. and what's going on. And they seem to be knocking it out of the park. Yeah. So why are we not have somebody doing that on this side? That's a good point. Um, Trish, Lita, you mm-hmm. have so many people that hey, could help. Beth Phoenix already works there. Yes. And Beth knows more than anybody how it is to be a competitive female performer. Yeah. Uh, again, not taking anything away from anybody else. But you talk about the physicality and ring, knowing how the bumps and everything and being involved in many, many stories. Beth has done it all. She was talking during this match about the Queen's crown and referencing how people wanted the matches to be longer. Yeah. She, she pretty much said that. Yeah. Like that. She said that people are wanting these women to get the time they deserve and the opportunity they deserve. Um, she was doing that during this match where uh, Saray lost in a few minutes. Yeah. Just uh, something, something needs to change. Mm-hmm. Most definitely something needs to change. Um, Cause I mean, I'm, I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> you know, what do you think Stephanie would do? Like, how do you think Stephanie feels about all this now? See, and I thought about that because again, I've always been a, a fan of Stephanie McMahon from back. I mean, comes from a, uh, being very young and having a crush on her. Yeah. But then I always loved her as a character. She was always great, even at, yep. you know, as a heel, especially the, you know, the, the shill voice, everything, the I'm the billion dollar princess, that whole thing was great. But I, I don't know. And it's like, given the comments she just had in the interview, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how she, if she even cares anymore. Is this, is she just PR person now? Does she even uh, you, you you sarcastically ask if she watched the show? Maybe she didn't. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's, it's very possible. Maybe she didn't. Yeah. I mean, I don't know everything she's got going on. Maybe she doesn't get to watch the shows all the time. Yeah. So maybe she doesn't know what's going on and she just goes out there and is the talking head that, uh, you know, speaks about what she does know, which is the WrestleMania main event. Yeah, she's um, being the PR person that she knows she needs to be for the company. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't blame her for that at all. But yeah, and I again, would have to think that she would not want things to be the way they are right now. Yeah, you you would have to think. I I, I can't imagine she has so much of her father ingrained in her mentality that she would be okay with this. And we know Triple H likes women's wrestling. Yeah, we know that. I wonder how he's doing, how much presence he has right now. Well, I, I, I do know that after the incident happened with his emergency surgery and all that stuff that went on, um, that it, strict instructions went to everybody in NXT that he was not to be bothered with anything involved with wrestling for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that time is up now. Right. What's going on? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Where Where is he right now? And I wonder if maybe him not being around might have something to do with it. Maybe he's not there to fight for them and to say, wait, we're, we're using Saray for what? No, we're not. Get a local talent in there. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, again, something needs to change. Something needs to happen. They need to get back on track with the women in every show of WWE. Here's, here's, here's the upside people are being very loud about this, mm-hmm. both fans and 
from what we hear backstage inside the company. People mm-hmm. reading very loud about this. And every show is live, but not NXT. Yeah, NXT too. Now, every show is live and every show is a new chance. Every show is a new opportunity for them to say, you know what, we're going to do better this time. Um, I'm not saying I expect it, but I can at least cross my fingers and know we don't have a, a show in the can <laughs> where they treat them like crap again. At yeah. least it's possible that tomorrow afternoon, Vince is going to say, let's give Liv a 15 minute match tonight where she wins. Fingers we'll crossed. <laughs> right. Right. Smoke them if you got them. Cause yeah, <laughs> it might be a while, but uh, it, it might, but there's a chance. There's a chance. There's always yeah. that's a, like one in a hundred or like one in a million. <laughs> so, so you're telling, telling me there's a chance. <laughs> oh, dumb and dumber. You gotta love it. Anyway. Mock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, before we get completely off the rails here, something I did love on NXT is we got a swerve. Pun intended. Ah. Isaiah Swerve Scott was defending his North American title against uh, Santos Escobar. And uh, everybody was kind of assuming Escobar was going to win. See, I thought <sighs> Legado del Fantasma has had Hit Rose number at every turn. They've, they've won, I think, every match that they've had. Ah. And I, I was thinking it would, like, they can't let him beat Isaiah Scott and then just send Hit Row off on a big loss after losing a bunch of other matches and just send them off to SmackDown as a bunch of losers. Like I, I was kind of with you. Like, I don't know what else they're going to do here unless maybe they set up some other match for next week. But I was yeah. like, Isaiah Scott has to beat Escobar. And, and, and normally I'd be with you, but my mentality in thinking that, I mean, a, because they were getting called up. I figured they right. might move the belt to Escobar, but the mentality of the people booking for Raw and SmackDown as we've seen in the past, doesn't really matter what happened in NXT. Right. They don't care. Once, once you move to the, the main roster, NXT doesn't matter anymore. What happened right. there doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I was like, yeah, you know, it wouldn't hurt him to lose to Escobar. Uh, but I was very pleasantly surprised. He gets the victory mm-hmm. with help from Carmelo Hayes and uh, Trick Williams. Trick Williams. And then celebration in the ring. And then out of nowhere, Carmelo Hayes basically cashes in that chance that he got. I didn't realize it was going to be used. I didn't realize it was going to be used like money in the bank. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was going to be more, I, I'm going to like, I like, challenge uh, you and yeah. next week we're going to do this. Like RVD uh, did. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, and maybe that's what they intended, but for, like I say, they change stuff so often. Maybe there's mm-hmm. well, screw that. Let's just do this. Um, but I think it was better for it. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like, Hayes getting the belt. He is, I think, very good. He's on a hot streak mm-hmm. and a great way to to kind of transition the belt and again swerve everybody, surprise everyone. Yeah. yeah. With something no they're, one saw coming. So they're definitely using this belt to make talent rather than using talent to make the belt. Yes. Um, they're putting it on a lot of people that don't have a lot of history that you know are are new. Mm-hmm. They're new uh, between Isaiah Swerve Scott, Carmelo Hayes, uh, um, Leon Ruff. Yep. Um, yeah. So, uh, what does that do for the prestige of the belt? I don't know. Um, I, I I would want 
people with more of um, more more credibility, storyline, you know, kayfabe credibility, right? Uh, to to hold this title, I think, than what they've been giving us. But yeah, whatever, it's their title. They can do yeah. what they want, and we'll see what the future holds. But mm-hmm. maybe Hayes will hold on to it for a while. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Uh, but yeah, so that was fun. NXT was was a fun show. Mm-hmm. I think I think NXT pound for pound was probably the best of the three WWE shows this week. Yeah, because of that uh, Queen's Crown. Yeah, BS. mostly yep. because of that crap. Yeah, yeah. But let's move on to Raw real quick. Uh, Ali gets frustrated, and another tag team bites the dust. <laughs> That's it. Dun 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 dun. Just so we can have a match at crown jewel to really get the crowd involved yeah with mansoor you know i'm okay with that yeah look we've got a pay-per-view match singles match for ali and for mansoor mansoor i think it's great it's a good opportunity for them and we at least get you know uh, like almost a two-week build at least yeah, there's a little and build. It's, to it's it. been building a little more than that. At least they didn't yeah. do it on like this upcoming Raw right, right before right. Crouchual and yeah. do it. So we get a little bit of promotion for it, which is good. But yeah, and I think the two of them will have a hell of a match. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be great. They're both yeah. top two. I, I hope they get more than three minutes, but they yes. probably will because Monsoor. So they pro- they'll probably get some time. I'd say they'll probably get a, a solid 10, maybe 10 to 15. Yeah. I'd say. Um, but then again, we've already talked about the the, the Queen's Crown and uh, yeah. King of the Ring. But uh, other on the for the women's side, we did have that tag match: Sasha Bianca mm-hmm. taking on Charlotte and Becky. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to I have to to, to check because you posted you tw- yeah. you tweeted about this. Yes, was that a sarcastic tweet? No, you actually did enjoy this. Yes. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, no, I I did enjoy this. Now, if we're talking like match of the year, it, this wasn't that, but this was a, it, it was the most enjoyable. This is what I said: the most enjoyable tag partners who hate each other match that I can recall, at least for a while. And from a storytelling perspective, it absolutely was because these two teams did hate each other. And they didn't pretend otherwise. They, there was some build, like it started out with aggressive tags and, and, you know, the things that we're used to, but then it very quickly became realistic. Like if I'm teaming up with someone that I don't like at all, and I'm in a profession that is a physical profession where things are settled physically and there's not a title on the line here. It doesn't really matter who wins. All four sure. of them are millionaires. So it's not like, you know, in kayfabe sense, it's not like getting a few extra thousand bucks for winning this match is going to make a difference in their lives. So they just went at it. Partners were going at it, hitting each other, pulling each other out of the ring, throwing each other out of the ring. We haven't seen that before. And I bought it. I completely bought it as something that would happen. And so it wasn't the same old, oh, they hate each other, but somehow they found a way to get along anyway. And look, they're tag team champions now. I can't believe it. We've seen that a million times. <laughs> Here, we actually saw tag partners who didn't want to team up essentially refuse to team up. They were booked in this match. They didn't ask for it. 
True. They were told they were going to do this match. They didn't want to do this match, and that was the story they told, and that's why I loved it. Okay. Hey, fair point. Fair point. The reason I wanted you to do that because the reaction online has not been favorable. Well, <laughs> duh, this because that's not, um, most people are not going to pick up on that. They're not going to see it from that perspective. Um, and I will say from when also when you, people online hate everything. Well, that's true. Uh, but I not saying I agree with them, but I thought this was very messy. I, I don't like how this played out and I, they didn't make a lot of sense at the end just because we start and they fight. And then of course, um, Adam Pierce comes out and is like, no, 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 let's get this reset. We're actually going to do this. And they get into the match and what we had in the match was good. I'm not taking that away, but then the finish, it gets basically thrown out as a no contest. There's no winner. Right. For really no reason. <laughs> Why wouldn't we've seen, but there's but there's precedent for that too. We've seen matches where one partner attacks another or a big brawl just breaks out in a tag match and the referee can't get control, so they just throw the match out. Like we've seen that a bunch. So there's definitely precedent for that. Okay. And Becky ends up standing tall at the end of this. She gets uh, the last man standing shine. Oh, yeah. Her music gets played. She's the one standing by herself in the ring. Yeah. At the end. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a heel to me. No. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> no, definitely. I'm, no, I'm with you on that. But and, I did like the story of the partners actually hate each other and they're not going to pretend otherwise. Yeah. And, and, and hearing you explain it, I, I get it better now. I like that. Yeah. I also have a problem because we did a similar thing in the main event with drew and biggie which i will say when i said my favorite part of raw was not in the ring Mm -hmm. it was definitely the mega powers handshake oh right (laughs) that was dope that was awesome and then they didn't do anything with it other than (laughs) a big piece of crap turd at the end because we have a similar situation you have the uso of course usos don't hate each other but you have you know Biggie and, and, and Drew. And really, Biggie and Drew don't hate each other. They're just no. opponents coming up. There's no history where they've been enemies or anything like that. But then it breaks down at the end, and then they get disqualified. <laughs> I think is basically how it comes out. And the reason I don't like this is because it happens shortly after the women's match. You know, it's yeah. on the same show. You yeah. have similar things happening, but you're giving two different outcomes. There's no consistency yeah in like the ref calling and that kind of thing so i I didn't like it from that standpoint was it the same ref that i don't know i don't know because you could you could make that argument referee you could you could um but anyway yeah raw not real good this week i'll say that Raw was not very i mean past couple weeks have been i thought very good and this was a step in the wrong direction yeah but you know, you can't win everything. No. No. <laughs> um, but let's jump into our preview for Crown Jewel, which is coming up. And, uh, of course, we said, you know, Mansoor versus Mustafa Ali. Bam. Going to be a good match, I think. Oh, and is that on, does that mean it's on the preview? No, this says preview for all these matches. I think you can click on it. <gasps> oh, okay, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, does that mean it's on the the buy like the pre-show? No. no okay. No. So yeah, they wouldn't put that on the pre-show. No. <laughs> Maybe that'd be stupid. Yeah. Um uh, I think uh Mansoor. Yeah. I, I think, think Mansoor goes over wins. here. Keep the crowd happy. 
um finals of the i mean we've pretty much said like i think this is baszler's to lose you know she's i'm calling shana shana's gonna win i think the queen's crown king of the ring is different yeah it's trickier we don't know the the deal with sammy like we were talking about earlier so it's hard to call that so i'm gonna go under the assumption as he was excuse me (coughs) pretty passionate about not wanting to go to saudi arabia in prior years i don't know that that would have changed so i have a feeling it's going to be finn balor versus xavier woods in the Uh, finals that's that's what i think is going to happen and that becomes hard to call i want xavier to win yeah hands down i want him to win are they going to put xavier over finn balor right and that, that's why I'm thinking if Sammy doesn't want to go, it's going to be Finn and gender and could happen. And oh, I'll be so heartbroken for Xavier, man. Yeah. To not even get to the finals at least. Oh, yeah. But um, on the, on the other side, I know Balor is a, a stand-up guy and a big supporter of the locker room. I could totally see him saying, no, I'll do the job to Xavier. Mm-hmm. I'll put him over. Mm-hmm. Because I don't need it. Right. He does it. So I don't know. I, I really want to be Xavier, and but it wouldn't fit him either. Let's be honest. Yeah, he doesn't. Finn Balor coming out with a king with a with a crown. King a Balor. Yeah. It's not it's not Balor. My fear is they're gonna put it on gender. <laughs> Man. I mean it, it would happen. work. It would work. You're doing the um, finals in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And they like to oh what's that Saudi what about Saudi Arabia? Well, I just uh I mean I know he's Indian, but I'm just saying the minority of the ethnicity could kind of play All right. into that's, that. That, that. Okay. Um I think gender he's been on Saudi shows before, right? Um I guess. I, I, I think so. I, and I've I, never heard anything about him not wanting to go or anything, so uh, no, but what I'm saying is I think he has been cheered on those shows. Oh, has he? I think, I yeah. I think he has a, a decent amount of support is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, it's tough. It's tough to call. Um, man, it'd be nice if WWE would actually give people what they wanted, like AEW has done, like we've talked about, Yeah. Um, and, and give us Xavier Woods winning this thing. Um and and he's one face that could pull it off. Yeah. Usually the the heel is better to win King of the Ring because it's, you know, such a snobby thing. It's very uh, you know, looking down on people and 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 but he would make it fun. It wouldn't be about looking down on people. It would be very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Um oh man, it is tough. All right, I'm gonna go with him. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, say too. Xavier. Yeah, uh, just cause I got love from a man Xavier, gotta keep it going. I want King Creed, baby. King yeah. Creed. Well, they won't call him that. Well, I know, but maybe they could. <laughs> so you're not going to get that no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we also have the tag team championship match for Raw, and that's RK Bro versus AJ and Omos. Match we've seen before, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, I think, I think they retain, right? You think? 
AJ. I mean, I don't know. Again, this one could be a hard one to call. How yeah. long are we going to keep Orton and Riddle together? Mm-hmm. Could this be the start of a split? Mm-hmm. Of course, that could get swerved. This could be the start of a split between Styles and Omos. Yeah. You could easily do that. Uh, I think I think Orton and Riddle are going to retain. That's what I'm going to go with. Do I see them moving on to a tag feud with somebody else? That's what I'm trying to picture. And who knows, given how many tag teams were split up. <laughs> right. Why not split up another one? Oh, they can um, always they can always run a, a program with the Diamond Dogs, the Dirty Dogs. Diamond Dogs. Uh, they, I mean, yeah, they could. Um, the world's waiting for that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. All right. Uh, I'll go with, with Orton and Riddle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hell in a Cell, Edge and Seth Rollins. Edge. Yeah, I, I as much as I think that if Edge wins, it means they're gonna continue it on. The, the I think sp- it'll end it. I, I think the, the babyface wins, gets back at the guy who committed a B and E. It's true. And and all is right with the world. Yeah, eh. Yeah, Edge. Yeah. You think they what's the over under on whether they fight on top of the cage? Uh, with Edge's neck, I'm going to say they won't do that. Yeah, a little too too risky. Too they'll risky. they'll keep the violence contained within. I think. Um, Goldberg and Lashley. See, this is another one. Lashley did something pretty horrible in committing violence against Goldberg's son, and Goldberg mm-hmm. wants to murder him somehow repeatedly. Yep. Um, <laughs> it would be kind of a like looking at it objectively, it would be kind of a sucky thing, like for Goldberg to not get revenge on Lashley for doing that. Uh, but they could always do a post-match thing where Lashley gets the technical victory, but then Goldberg beats him up after the match or something like that. True, true. Um, like something happens, and maybe even uh, you know Goldberg's son somehow causes a distraction to uh, let Lashley win initially. Mm-hmm. But then Goldberg just spears everybody to high heaven afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm calling. I'm gonna say Lashley wins the match. Okay. Um, again, I think that's how it should play out. I think Goldberg yeah. gets the victory. Okay. And I'm gonna call Goldberg on that one. And I was calling yeah. Edge on the last one, just like you, in case I didn't make that clear. So, okay. Um. So so far we're pretty much that's on the same our, page, except that's for our that first. One. Yeah, that's, that's our, our first, first split difference. All right, SmackDown Women's Championship Triple Threat, Becky Lynch, current champion, versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Things to consider that two of these people aren't on SmackDown anymore. (laughs) Right. So the winner should be Sasha. Yes. The winner will be Becky. Yes, uh, probably just because uh, we... You know, unless they pull a fast one between now and then. Yeah, we've got a week of WWE shows between now and this show. So it could happen if Charlotte somehow drops her belt. Right. To, say, Bianca or Mm -hmm. Becky or somebody on Raw. 
Mm-hmm. Then Sasha winning becomes a little bit more of a possibility. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think at this point it's Becky Lynch. Yeah. I think Becky retains. Yeah. It's rare that we have a full week of shows between making our predictions and yeah. the actual pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. We got SmackDown and a raw. So who knows mm-hmm. what could happen? Um, and WWE championship match, Biggie, Drew McIntyre, Biggie. Biggie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If they, if they take the belt away from him and again, it wouldn't make sense because Drew's going to SmackDown. Mm-hmm. So then unless Lesnar would be beating Reigns, then Lesnar comes to raw. Mm-hmm. Could happen. I'm <laughs> just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but I think Big E retains. Big yeah. E retains. It, it, that seems like a lot of, a lot of work to, yeah. to, <laughs> to do. To get around to that. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. Roman. Mm. I don't know how, but Roman. I am going to say Lesnar wins the match. Uh, I was about to think that, like, uh, when I said Roman, I'm thinking Roman's going to be champion. But before you said that, I was thinking it doesn't mean he's going to win the match. I think Lesnar's going to win the match, but I don't necessarily think he's winning the title. I think he might win by a DQ DQ because of the Usos or Heyman or something. Um. But yeah, that, that's a very, very strong possibility. Um, now that would have to build to some sort of rematch down the road, maybe the Rumble. Um, yeah, well, and a lot of people are saying because it also some news uh, somebody came out with today. They were talking about The Rock because Survivor Series coming up It'd be 25 years since The Rock debuted. At Survivor Holy Series. crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Let God. Let that sink what? in. What? Oh, and man. So they had been planning, they were hoping that he would be a part of the show. And speculation is he still will be, but he might not be there live because currently it's expected he might be filming in Australia for Finally, a movie. The Rock has come back. Zoom. <laughs> to Zoom. <laughs> um, but uh, to TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Or what was it? Tout. Tout was the one that <laughs> <Tout. WWE> did. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, because they've been talking about possibly the Rock versus Roman at WrestleMania. Yeah. Now we're hearing that people are being pretty adamant that that match needs to take place in LA. So that will be WrestleMania 2023. Mm-hmm. And that Lesnar and Reigns in a rematch will be WrestleMania. Again, tentatively speculation. That would be their third WrestleMania main event. Mm -hmm. But could be in a different dynamic. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) As Brock as the face. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Even though he's been cheered before because people just hated the push on Roman, but the legitimate heel face dynamic will have changed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so who knows? Um, could I, I? Okay, I. Mm, ah, man, this is a hard pay per view this time. Yeah, and typically we wouldn't say this about Crown Jewel because no. typically it's a glorified house show. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty easy to call. Yeah, but given that um, we don't have any other event planned for this month, right? So this is this month's pay per view. Yep. So and they have wanted to make it more important. Yep. Mm. 
I want to think they wouldn't end with a DQ, like end the show on a yeah. DQ. I mean, they've done it before plenty of times. So we know that they will, but I would hope that they would avoid it if they could. Um, but do you really want Brock to lose, come back and lose, but you can't take the belt off Roman right now either. Oh man. Or, I mean, do you put the belt on Brock and let Roman win the rumble or vice versa? Roman retains and Brock wins the rumble. Mm -hmm. That could be interesting. That feels more likely with a face chasing going into WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, But what's going to happen with this match? I, 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 I'm actually leaning towards what you said. Um, that would make only one match different for us. Yep. It would all come down to Goldberg and Lashley. <laughs> it would. It would. Oh, man. Oh, okay. All right. I am settling on the winner to this match. <laughs> <laughs> being <laughs> oh, oh man ah this is so tough i'm sticking with it roman reigns okay roman. you got yeah. roman i got brock so we got two matches that we're differing on in this so who knows what will happen <laughs> i Holy sure man. as hell don't no if that's I don't, never I been more clear Lord. <laughs> i have no idea we have no clue uh, <laughs> but <laughs> That's basically, that's pretty much, that's everything we got to talk about this week. What's something you love this week, Steve? Uh, so after that Hazuki Kaguma match, you know, I told you Hazuki said she wanted to team with Kaguma in the Tag League tournament, uh, but it was like a really big moment. And uh, Kaguma was crying and like people were getting emotional. The lead commentator started to cry. And got so emotional over this reunion. And they cut to him after the match. He's like wiping tears off his face. It was a real moment. I wish I had more investment in Hazuki. Because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't really seen her except for at the Hana Kimura Memorial Show. It's the only time I'd seen her wrestle up until this point. So I wish I had more investment in the history between Hazuki and Kaguma. And I could have felt that more but i thought that was really cool that people were so so caught up in that emotional reunion in that moment that they were openly weeping on tv including the employees that's 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 awesome yeah that's that's incredible i like that that's awesome um for me it is the show heels which had its season finale uh this past uh sunday and is exceptional okay exceptional i recommend you check it out uh it is fantastic top to bottom it's like uh eight or nine episodes i think mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. for the whole season uh steven amell is yeah. the, the, the lead character uh cm punk shows up mcfoley shows up in little cameos but it is just a great great story okay and touches on a lot of things a lot of things it touches on like um you know people being held back that have talent that should be pushed Mm -hmm. and them trying to get the attention of the promoter to do that uh basically the elevation of women in the product um particularly one of the main characters who is a valet but wants to wrestle 
Mm, um, okay. But it's it's really good. It's and it's I, 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 this comparison gets used for a lot of shows. It's the Game of Thrones for a wrestling show. Uh, okay. Not like that. <sighs> Is Amelia Clark in it? <laughs> no, no, sorry, not that good. Oh. Not that good. But um, it's. Uh, it is an adult like show. That. This is not you a show for up. kids. You set me up for a fall. Yep. Not a kid show. So unfortunately, I can't recommend this to like younger fans of wrestling. But for adults that want a just good drama, gritty story that peels back the curtain and you see the behind the scenes and what drama goes on there and what could what kind of drama could go on in this particular situation of a small town promotion uh being kind of family run it's mm. excellent i can't recommend it enough it is amazing cool but love that but uh that's our show uh, we've talked long enough we're gonna get out of here mm-hmm. um but if you want to uh, join the conversation and send us a message please do you can reach out on email that's at pos wrestlecast at gmail.com you can find us on twitter at plus wrestlecast that's p-l-u-s wrestlecast you can find me at timothy k you can find steven at bizarro doom you can even find us on facebook just search for the positively wrestling podcast and don't forget to join us next week as we will have even more details as we begin to evolve this podcast you guys have a great weekend thank you for tuning in enjoy all the wrestling dynamite raw smackdown everything as we go into crown Crown jewel Jewel coming up this week uh you guys have a good one right here from positively wrestling matinee